Turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Habakkuk. I'm thankful for the hand of the Lord that's operating and moving in our lives and God's speaking to us in this generation. The book of Habakkuk chapter 3. I'm going to begin reading there tonight. I hope tonight that some way before we walk out of this building tonight that God will have encouraged you and spoken to you about circumstances and situations that are in your personal life tonight. Because I am convinced, I am convinced that there's nothing in my life that there's not an answer for it in the Word of God. Amen? Do you believe that? Praise God. The book of Habakkuk. I... I, uh, I was studying this afternoon and, and the Lord began to drop some things into my spirit and I want to share it with you tonight. A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet upon Shiganov. O Lord, I've heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. And his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand, and there was the hiding of his power. I want to talk to you for a few minutes tonight about the hiding of his power. Would you put your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord? Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, touch our minds and our hearts. Help us to receive your word with gladness. God, make, make us God to know and understand that you are a God that cares exactly where we are and what we're going through. You're very aware of our circumstances. Nothing, God, has caught us, caught you by surprise. And we're believing you to speak to your people tonight in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. The prophet of God is writing and uh, he kind of, if I can say it this way, he kind of presents to us a picture of the Lord in sort of a caricature uh, kind of uh, representation. If you know what a caricature is, if you've ever gone to a festival or carnival or something, there's usually folks that are set up and they're doing caricatures. And uh, they have you sit down and they do a drawing of you. And when they're done, it's not really a representation of you. It, 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 it is, but it's a distortion of who you are. It's a, a, a caricature is a distortion of an image, not an accurate image. Always drawn at the expense of other attributes. So Habakkuk shows us a picture of God, but he doesn't show us everything about God. I want you to know tonight that you haven't seen everything that God's got in store for you. Let me say that again. 
You haven't seen everything that God has in mind for you. The Bible said the prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet upon Shiganoth. Shiganoth means uncertain or unsure or without a plan. Shiganoth was where David prayed. He prayed there when Saul was chasing him and he's talking to God and he says, God, where's the plan? You ever felt like that? You ever just felt like saying, God, could you just enlighten me a little bit? Could you just show me a little bit of where this is going and where you're taking me? Could you make known God to your people? We need demonstration. We need representation. We need to understand some things and it feels like God is just standing around with His hands in His pocket and not willing to show us everything that we need to know about our circumstance but waiting to see, are you willing to follow me wherever I take you? Watch this now. The, 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 the scripture said that, that God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran. Now, the word Teman means to embellish yourself or to shine. So the prophet is saying, God's showing us or God is telling us more about Himself than He's showing us. He's boasting of his ability to do but right now we're not experiencing that we get up here and preach a lot of times and we say things by faith and oft times through prophetic anointing and there are people no doubt that are sitting in the congregation saying yeah that sounds great but when's it coming when is it going to happen come on you're going to be honest with me tonight. And so, so God, the prophet of God begins to say, Listen, God, we know you're great big. We know you're powerful. We know you're able. And then he says, I seen in his hand horns. Horns represent power. He said, I seen power. In his hands. We know that God has power. We know that there's nothing impossible in our life for God. But there are times when it feels like God is hiding his power. That he puts his hands in his pocket and just says, you're going to make it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep praying. Just keep fasting. Just keep worshiping. Just keep being faithful. But God, what about your power? My power's still there. I'm just not ready to release it and reveal it to you. My hand's in my pocket. But one of these days while you're worshiping, one of these days while you're praying, one of these days while you're being faithful, come on somebody, 
I'm going to pull my hand out of my pocket and I'm going to reveal to you the power of my hand and you're going to see the miraculous take place and the supernatural manifested in your life. But until then, you got to keep doing what you're doing. I, 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 I do understand and realize the frustration when we're going through a trial or a test that, that we, we know there's not, I, I doubt, I doubt there's anyone in this building today that does not believe that God's able to answer you in your circumstance. I, I doubt that there's anybody here. Now, you may have just gone through a trial and you may have a little bit of, of, uh, of doubt about where God is. But you still don't doubt that God is able to take care of your circumstance and your situation. Times when God hides His power are frustrating to us. Times when we're sick and we know that disease is no match for God. Time that we're in family difficulties and we know that there's no match for God when it comes to healing relationships and putting lives back together and homes restored and children coming home. There, there's nothing that God cannot do and is not willing to do. But there are times when we wonder in our humanity, when is it going to happen? God, are you going to hide your power Forever, listen, there are no more difficult times than when God hides His power. But listen to me right here. You must be under submission when God hides His power. Let me say that again for you. You must be under submission when God hides His power. Well, what, what, what do you mean? I, I want to give you a little something that the Lord dropped in my spirit. You know, we spend a lot of time, of course, at my age, at my age, the, the, uh, the possibilities of dreams being fulfilled are waning, but they're still there. And some of the things that God has spoken to me in the past, I believe I'm still going to see those things come to pass. But I was praying and seeking God about this, and I want, I want you to get this, and I want you to get it in your spirit right now. This is what the Lord spoke to me, Brother Snow, and, and uh, uh, somehow I'm, I'm going to seek Him in this and find direction in this. But this is, this is what he said, Brother Jordan Fry. He said, instead of trying to make your dream come true, why not help someone else's dream come true? What? Because they may hold the key to making your dream come true. You want to know what that is? That's being submitted to God. And allowing God to use you 
to minister and to help someone else. And when you minister to someone else, God's going to minister to you. We get so caught up in our own little world. We, we get caught up oftentimes. I'm not trying to be mean or talking about any one person in particular or group of people right now. But we get caught up in this, in this sort of self-pity mentality. That I don't understand why so-and-so gets to do that and gets to have that and gets to participate in that and gets to be that and I'm not. I don't understand why so-and-so's being blessed and I'm not. Well, first of all, if you're there to watch that, you're being blessed. And if you'll ever learn to rejoice with someone else who's being blessed... Instead of resenting someone else's blessing. If you'll ever learn to rejoice in the blessing of your brother and your sister. God is about to usher in blessing in your life. And take his hand out of his pocket. And reveal his power to you. I'm going to read that one more time. Because I want it to get in your spirit. Instead of trying to make your dream come true, why not help someone else's dreams come true? Because they may hold the key to making your dream come true. I don't think it's any secret. But now is a time of faith's testing for the saints of God. Now is an hour of unprecedented satanic fierceness. Now is the point that God's kingdom is being challenged like never before. God's people are being challenged like never before. Please, please, Listen to your bishop tonight. There is a movement afoot in our movement that is trying to diminish apostolic lifestyle, apostolic power, apostolic commitment, and make it acceptable under the auspices of we just need to love everybody and accept everybody the way they are. Now you know me. I love people. I love people. I don't care where, what kind of lifestyle they live. What kind, where they've come from. I love them and I love their soul. But we cannot afford in this hour to allow the enemy, the devil, to play with our mind and get us to compromise who we are and what we are. Just simply for the sake of acceptance. Christ 
Christ's authority is being challenged with increasing intensity. Now, listen. Either the Lord is preparing something new or he's going to bring everything to consummation. What do you mean, Bishop? Either the Lord is getting ready to do something supernatural, life-changing, converting in the hearts of men and in the midst of the church, or he's about to bring all of this to an end. And as the church... The times demand outstanding strength and endurance for victory to be assured. The writer said it like this. Be ye not weary in well-doing. For in due season ye shall reap if ye faint not. Listen, you, you've heard us, you've heard it preached a hundred times or more. The race is not to the swift, but it's to the one that endures to the end. Such times that we're living in challenge us to endure. You must be faithful even to the very point of death. God's power still is in existence and still is in control. But there's a reason why he's not unveiling all of that power at this moment. And I believe it's because he's waiting to see who it is that's in his church. Who it is that's part of his bride. Come on now. Who it is that's determined that no matter what comes or goes, I'm staying in the church. I'm planting my feet upon that solid rock and I will endure whatever I have to endure. And he will reveal his power to you. Habakkuk, his, his writings demonstrate him to be a deeply burdened man. He demonstrates himself to be a great prayer warrior. And for three chapters, his communique displays mutual and intimate Interaction with God. Habakkuk and God carried on reciprocal spirit to spirit, soul to soul communion. Together they had deep communion. Depth to depth fellowship. Yet throughout all of that, there was a hiding of God's power. Can I just encourage you tonight and tell you that if God is hiding His power from you in your present set of circumstances, He trusts you. 
Habakkuk was deeply discouraged. He couldn't understand. He knew who God really was. He had a deep relationship, much like many of you in this building do. He prayed and fasted and sought God and he believed God and he prophesied the word of God. But it appeared to him in his life of faith that the wicked ruled and seemingly escaped all the judgment that they assuredly deserved. I'm going to be real transparent here for a moment and tell you that there are times in my life that I just honestly feel like, God, how much longer are you going to let them get by with this? I know none of y'all feel that way. Habakkuk, he looks at the situation and he says, the righteous are suffering greatly and the intensity of their grief is only multiplied and God, you're hiding your power. Habakkuk was deeply dismayed and profoundly discouraged. Habakkuk couldn't see. Listen. Habakkuk could not see God working out his plans in the temporal realm. You see, our frustration in our humanity is, is that we're operating in a temporal realm and God is operating in an eternal realm. He knows the end from the beginning. He inhabits eternity. And when we get frustrated, it's only because we can only see things in a temporal realm. And God is trying to help us to understand there's something more to your present circumstances than you understand and you must walk by faith and trust me in those circumstances and I will reveal myself to you in a way that will cause you to be able to overcome. So Habakkuk, he, he continually saw oppression and injustice piling up over the heads of the righteous. This is what he said. He, he speaks this and writes it. He says, oh God, how long shall I cry? How long wilt thou not hear? I even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. And then God comes along and says, Look, Habakkuk, you think it's bad now? Just wait. It's about to get far worse. And there was only one way to live. By We, we sing a song, faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot, just use what you got. 
faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. But this is what, this is what God speaks to Habakkuk in 2 and 4. This is what he says to him. This is the answer that Habakkuk gets when he's crying out to God for some answers, for God to take his hand out of his pocket and reveal his power. This is what he says to him. Look, look at it. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk, you, gotta, you have no other option but to live by faith. In contradistinction to all that he saw in his surroundings. It was getting dark. It was getting rough. The people of God, the righteous were being mistreated and forsaken. And all God can say is, Habakkuk, you must live by faith. Well, that sounds pretty easy, pretty simple, Bishop. Seems like a simple answer. Seems like God could have enumerated some things along the way that would have shown himself to us and given us a clue, if you would, about how this was all going to work out. Now, I'm going to say something here, and it sounds a little harsh, but it's not. You either trust Him or you don't. You either believe God can and God will or you don't. And at that juncture in your life, you're either going to walk away or you're going to plant your feet solid upon the rock and say, I'm going to hang in there and keep doing what I'm doing until God reveals His power. And so, we find ourselves in this little spot. There was a hiding of God's presence and power. And... and God says to Habakkuk and he says to the 21st century church, you must live diametrically opposite to all Satan is instigating in the world. How many of you consider yourself to be apostolic here tonight? I know you do. I'm not trying to manipulate you in any way, please. But I want you to hear your bishop right now. There is nothing in the world, nothing in the world that is remotely apostolic. So what's that mean, bishop? That means if there's anything in your life that mirrors the world, you need to get it out of your life. If there's anything in your home, in your family, that mirrors the world, 
You need to clean it out immediately. Oh, God. Our actions as the church of the living God needs to be everything contrary to what the world is doing. Our speech, our action, our dress or lack of You, you can't run around half naked like the rest of the world does. I don't care if it is 100 degrees. You got to make up your mind, I'm apostolic. Yeah. I, uh, there's a whole lot going on right now, and I'm not going to get sidetracked here. But I, I, I just got in a I just got in a social media wine war the other day. Because there is a movement, it's not new, but it's been revived, that there are folks that think it's okay to be a sipping saint. And I'm not talking about ice water. And their argument is, well, if the Lord was against wine, why would He turn water to wine in His first miracle? I told you I'm not going to get sidetracked. Nevertheless, I had some folks that were following me that are not following me anymore. I want you to understand anything in my life that mirrors anything that looks like the world, acts like the world, talks like the world, does what the world does. It's not of God and it's not apostolic. And if you're walking in that, God's going to continue to hide His power in your life and He will not reveal Himself to you in any greater measure. I was trying to keep my, 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 my teaching voice, but how similar to the wicked workings of today's satanically driven world, yet the accumulating wickedness of our sin-sick world greatly exceeds Habakkuk's day. Throughout it all, there was a hiding of God's presence and power. You know, you know, there's something that I hold on to that I'm tethered to tonight. And that is this. Everybody can rant and rave and carry on. Talk about compromise and talk about God don't care about this. And it doesn't matter to God about this. And, I want to tell you something. I'm tethered to this. I am tethered to this with my very being. That God will have the last word. And Brother Mark Looper, I'm going to do everything to keep my hand in his and my ear to his heartbeat. Come on now. To follow his voice. 
because I know, I know some of his power is hidden right now, but it's coming out. I said it's coming out. He's about to turn it loose in this world, and when he does, we are going to be the recipients of the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost that the world has ever seen, and evil and darkness is coming down. It's going to be brought under the power of the living God. Let me hurry. Does it seem to you, does it seem to you, you don't have to answer, but does it seem to you that within your distress, distress that there is a hiding, a hiding of God's power and presence? Let me talk to you a little bit about God's timing tonight. There's little gems of encouragement that pepper the dialogue between Habakkuk and the Lord. This is what he says in 2 and 3. He says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now, while others bewail that the Lord delays His coming, remember the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, which God gave to Him. Hebrews 2 and 3. Watch what it says. He... How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him? Next. Verse 4. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders, with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to... His own will. The writer in Hebrew said, He's going to show up. I said, He's going to show up. I think it's, He's going to show up more than just in the rapture. One writer said, I have not seen nor ear heard what's about to be revealed by the Spirit. We must realize as people of God, right in the midst of all of the harsh and bitter judgment, the Lord speaks right in the midst of all of the harsh and bitter judgment. He gloriously declares that the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. God said, I'm about to unleash my glory in this world, just like the waters cover the sea. It took a lot of time and a lot of heartache for Habakkuk to learn this vital lesson from God that though things look hopeless, the very opposite was really true. Can I tell you, church, 
God is getting ready to do a great thing. It was, it was difficult. He, he saw no evidence of hope. He, he, he realized and understood that he must watch and wait for God. Though it appeared to the contrary that God was in control. You know what, I, Brother Tony, I, I don't ever wake up in the morning. I, I, I honestly, I, I'm honest before the Lord. I never wake up one day of my life and worry about whether or not everything's going to be okay. Do you have trouble? Maybe. Maybe a little. You have trials? Some. But all of that is going to pale in comparison to what we're about to experience as the church of the living God. I know you may be going through some stuff right now in your life. I realize that in a church this size, on any given service time or any given service, there is a plethora of circumstances and situations going on in people's lives. I understand that. But I've come to tell you that God is not going to hide His power in your situation and your circumstances forever. He's about to take His hand out of His pocket and reveal His power to you and answer your dilemma and move in your circumstance and heal your body Touch your mind. Touch your soul. He's not going to hide His power forever. God was in control. Everything was being worked out according to God's preordained perfect plan. we could learn any lessons from Habakkuk we could learn this today is in the time of Habakkuk God truly does seem to be hiding today more than ever before there seems to be a hiding of his power but there was something in the heart of Habakkuk that we must get as people of God we must become embracers of burdens what do you mean Bishop in the unseen realm in the unseen realm the enemy knows time is short and he's multiplying mayhem but in the spiritual realm the enemy is being defeated. Amen. 
The saints are being freed. Freed. The Bible said, He that the Son has set free is free indeed. We are being set free as the sons of God. I plead with you, church, individually and collectively tonight. Let us not fall to the enemy's deceptive ploy of deep discouragement. But let us, like Habakkuk, become true prayer warriors. Joining our intercessions with prayers of the just of all ages. Who in the midst of great difficulties and mountainous trials live by faith in the Son of God. Let us embrace the Spirit of God and the burden of the Lord for His people that are in despair. I want to speak to you tonight and reiterate to you again. We have got to get out of our own little boxes. We have got to get out of our own little space. Habakkuk wasn't just burdened or embracing burden for himself. He was embracing burden for a people. And there must be something in this church that happens. We must become embracers of one another's burdens. We cannot shrug off the responsibility because we don't particularly care for someone or we don't particularly agree with someone or we, we get it in our mind, well, that's the way they want it. They deserve that. If they hadn't done such and such, they wouldn't be where they are. Well, if you hadn't done such and such, you wouldn't be where you are. But God is calling this church to become an embracer of burdens. When we see somebody down, we don't need to stomp on them. We need to embrace their burden. We need to join hand in hand with them and say, we'll get through this. And God will reveal His power in it. When it's all said and done, a victory will be had. But in the meantime, I'm going to embrace your burden. I'm going to fall in love with your burden until God reveals His power. Embracers of burdens. Right in the very middle of the most testing time when it seemed totally lost. Listen to what Habakkuk says. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Verse 18. Yet 
I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hind's feet. And he will make me to walk upon mine high places. The chief singer on my stringed instruments. Habakkuk said, when everything looks lost, he's still the Lord of my salvation. He's still my strength. He's still my help. And though I don't have all the answers, uh, he's still going to reveal his power in my life one day if I just refuse to quit. Although around me is crumbling and dying, and though the economy crashes, though my home is flattened, equipment breaks, There's no food in the fridge. Though there's anarchy in the streets. And the love of many grows cold. And the bread baskets of the world utterly fail. Though everything I valued and all that I held dear is disintegrating and decaying. Though my relationships are falling apart. Friends and family are hostile toward me. Though pestilence, storms, Volcanoes, earthquakes ravage the earth, and apostasy and criticism is rife in Christendom. Though all needs and necessities of life are being snatched from under my feet, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will joy in the God. Of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk upon. Watch what it says. Mine high places. If I could leave you with this tonight. I can tell you. God's got a higher plane for you. God's got a higher place for you. Come on stand with me tonight. Let's praise him just a minute. God's got a place that he wants to take you. And you must understand, he's going to reveal himself one day in your circumstance. He won't hide his power forever. And the bottom line is, because he wins, we win. Why don't you praise him right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, thank him right now. Come on, he's a God of victory. He's a God of strength. He's the God of your salvation. Come on, you're going to walk in high places with him. In the name of Jesus, praise God.